everyone and welcome to the season finale of Plug In. We've got a lot to cover this episode, so for the final time in season 3, let's plug in. Kicking off our finale is Sir Dual Saber once again. And just like last time, he will be talking about what's in store for Apex Legends over the summer and some noteworthy games to keep an eye on as well. To kick things off, we're going to be talking about the newest news of Apex Legends. Season 13 dropping in May. We've had two release trailers. Uh, one is the launch trailer that came out this Monday. It's a new trailer that reveals our newest legend, Newcastle. He's been rumored for a couple months now, but now he's like officially there. And it's kind of funny the way he's revealed. He's he's just kind of at this party. You see him. He's just like, oh, suddenly new guy. Wow. But with that trailer, we see new updates to the Stormpoint map, which was introduced in season 11. Uh, that'll have new structures, uh, possibly a new AI uh, new points of interest around the map. So uh, pretty exciting updates there. And then uh, this Thursday, the 28th, came a Stories from the Outlands. Uh, these videos give a little backstory behind the legends, uh, especially new legends coming out that season and like kind of who they are, what they're about, a little bit about them. So we got that this Thursday and it had some pretty wild stuff for the lore. Um, Apex Legends has been releasing these kind of stories since season zero about new characters. I think like season three is when it kind of kicked off uh, really going into like character lore, but really exciting stuff that we're seeing about uh, season 13. Have they teased anything of like a main focal point of the season aside from the new legend? Like, is there, have they said anything about like potential events that will occur throughout it or if there's going to be more people introduced as it goes on or things like that. Yeah. So with this season, it's kind of like the driest in terms of new content right out of the gate. Like uh, this last season, we had a, a brand new legend and a brand new gun or no, I don't think that's even true. I think the last season we got a new gun was season 11 because it was the car. Hold on. Let me look that up real quick. Yeah, no new weapon in Season 12. So the last new weapon we had was Season 11. So those kinds of content have slowed down, but we're still getting a new legend per season, being Newcastle for Season 13. As far as events launching right out of the gate, we don't have any news right now. Uh, we know there's going to be changes to the ranked system. Uh, there will be shifts in how you gain uh, what they call RP, which is your, your progression points to getting to the next ranks. So that system is going to change so that uh, doing cooperative teamwork, I'm assuming things like assists will give you a lot more RP than they are currently, rewarding those kind of actions more than uh, simple kills or your placement in a match. That's going to allow you to climb the ranks faster. So you mentioned that it seemed like they were teasing some upgrades to an existing map. Have they hinted at any other maps being updated or any other maps potentially coming or is it just seem like right now it's just this one map this is the focal map this is what's going to change or do you have any idea about that kind of stuff uh, right now uh we had a new location in the form of the stories from the outlands video that came out this thursday so we have this new town called uh harris valley we're not sure where this is we don't think it's in the Outlands, but it's in, in, in the game lore. It's in Syndicate space, right? And this, this character, Newcastle, is like a local celebrity there. So I don't know if we'll get like a map location there or if that's just a, a scenic backdrop, kind of what we've seen with other characters and uh, you know where they live, their kind of backstory. But that's the only uh, location that we've seen thus far that is separate from the Stormpoint map and the updates to that. They're definitely overhauling that because it's very significant to... Uh, the lore since what's been going on since season 11 with the introduction of the map. So going back in time a little bit here, last time we talked, there was an event coming up. Like, did you Ray, Were you able to play some of that? Like, do you have any post-event thoughts on it? Like, what could have been improved? What you thought went great, etc.? Yeah, so the last event was the uh, third year anniversary for Apex Legends, the game. Uh, it was pretty exciting. Three uh, legends were unlocked for free if you played uh, during during the time of the event. So you can unlock uh, Valkyrie, uh, Watson, and Octane. 
were the three free legends that uh, Respawn was giving out if you play during that time. You also got a free um, character pack, which had an exclusive cosmetic item specifically for that legend that you got for free if you didn't already have them. So that saves uh, legend tokens for people coming in to play the game for the very first time. It's a nice way to get uh, free characters that take time to unlock if you don't uh, pay outright for them. That event had uh, one prize tracker, so there wasn't a whole lot of uh, free stuff per se. I mean, there was. There was a lot of uh, community-based skins based around um, creators. So members of the community came together and partnered with a, a content creator, uh, for instance, like Lulu Lovely on Twitch. Uh, an artist partnered with her to make a, a weapon skin for the game. And that's a, a pretty big deal to these these uh, creators who have been in the Apex community for a while to get something like represented in the game. So there was a lot of cool cosmetics for that. Um, those were all the free items were all those community-based. We are at our newest and I think last event of the season right now which is the unshackled event and that's been running from april 19th and it'll go to may 3rd i believe that's a tuesday isn't it yes may 3rd is a tuesday so is tuesday like the, the over. local time that that ends or is it just it ends at like midnight everywhere or like how are they how do they determine when the events end uh usually stuff like that goes to like 12 or like two o'clock I'm saying that from like Eastern Standard Time. It's been about 12 to 2 is when stuff takes over in the shop and events end. So you want to shoot for like noon of, I think, the next day. But if you're that worried about it, you should do it now. Um, if if you're really worried about the rewards, I'd really play as soon as you hear about this or like this week. Um, two weeks worth of free rewards and cosmetics from the daily prize trackers. Okay, so there's 40 exclusive event cosmetics that you can get if you purchase the Unshackled Apex packs, right? Those are specific for the event. But these two weeks of free items you get just by completing challenges uh, every day for the game. You get points to complete that tracker and you get those free rewards. Uh, This week, the second week, includes a free Unshackled pack which one of those packs runs you about 400 Apex coins. And um, as far as like dollar the apex pack it's like 10 bucks for 10 apex packs so you're basically saving yourself four dollars yeah 100 tokens to a pack so that's a a pretty good value for free that they're just giving away as part of that prize tracker so definitely want to check that out now if i'm if my memory's serving correct here there was also talk of a mobile version is that a thing i'm remembering correctly or yes apex legend mobile that's still slotted for release in May, as far as I know. Um, pre-registrations are going pretty well for that. Uh, I think they have uh, about 10,000. I might have got that wrong. Let me, let me... Let me... It's been a little bit since last time we recorded something together, so it's probably changed. Okay, so I was way off. So they're, they're at uh, 10 million pre-registrations okay. right now. That's pretty solid. And what, what that is, it's not like a paid thing. Um, you just say, hey, download this app immediately. And they have like stretch goals for depending on how many people pre-register for the game. So they added two new tiers um, just recently to try and bolster the amount of people with pre-register in the form of um, exclusive cosmetics or like holosprays. Um, the top tier of that being uh, 25 million pre-registrations to get an exclusive uh, skin for Pathfinder. So really cool stuff to kind of kickstart off your your journey in Apex Legends Mobile. Definitely not um, the premium center for gameplay if you're really trying to go for like skill over cheese, as I'd say, but definitely a fun casual experience you can do with the boys, you know, with your friends to just have fun, dumb fun, and not care if you die. Just to re-clarify from the last recording, that that's for Android, iOS, tablet, anything else there I'm missing? No, yeah, it's on all the major mobile platforms on uh, Apple and Google Play. Now, is there anything that, like, for this upcoming season, is there anything that you're hoping for? That they either do as an event or bring into the game or just some special mode they try out for a weekend or something, like, if you had the choice to pick something like right now, is there anything that you would choose to have in the game? 
I really liked the LTMs in the second year anniversary of the game uh, for a week. I think it was like every two to three days, they'd have a different LTM that would come in at a rotation. Um, I'm not sure if they were introduced during that time. A current thing that's going on right now is a Flashpoint LTM. Uh, no heals are found on the ground. Like there's no shield bats, uh, cells, med kits, syringes, uh, nothing to heal yourself unless you go to these specific points of interest that have like a, a sphere of healing around them. So you have to go to these areas to get your health back um, or, you know, like kill other people and take their shields and stuff, but you can't heal. So it makes killing people a bit easier and a bit more challenging to get into those long engagements, right? Uh, definitely encourages to get aggro and fight a lot. So that's going on right now uh, during this uh, Unshackled event. Um, so that was an LTM that kind of made a slight resurgence uh, in the second year anniversary. But another game mode that was going on around the same time was Second Life, where if you died, you would immediately get, uh, like, you leave your, your death box behind all your loot, but you would immediately uh, get respawned as if you were coming in from the dropship straight out of the game. So you can go run, get more loot, come back, maybe get your box back, or kill the people who killed you. And it was a really cool system. Um, not really that similar to the Gulag system from Warzone, because you didn't have to fight for your right to live again. But if you like save that to the very end, if you save that to the very end of, you know, like three squads left, you know, they think, oh, we got him, we got him. And you just like come straight back. It's like, what? Like, that's the best feeling in the world if you manage to hold on to it late game from early game. So I'd, I'd really love to see that come back in some form. Funny, I was literally just about to ask if it was similar to Warzone's mechanic at all, and then you answered that for me. Yeah. Kind of, but different. That was the second season? Oh, that, that came the second year anniversary event. Okay. Of the game. Although, speaking of the seasons, you've been playing for quite a while now. Yeah, I, I realized listening back to the last episode... <laughs> um, I've been playing for actually two years at this point because I started the peak of my playing started like around the time of the, the second year anniversary. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Hold on. We might have to rewind and cut that. I know Let me look. you and I would play occasionally here and there. Well, however long ago that was. Yeah, that was a while ago. I can actually let me look back at my live stream playback of that. Speaking of his live streams, just like our last episode, all his socials will be linked in the description for anyone that's curious and wants to check those out. Uh, yeah, listening back to that last episode, I, I realized I might have goofed a little. I started playing in 2020, but not till like September, November of 2020. Um, I did a little live stream and it's it's embarrassing seeing myself at like level like uh, like 27 or something ridiculous. And now I've, I've hit the level cap. So, you know, not quite two years at this point, but, you know, a, a, a little under that. So, What is the level cap, by the way? So the level cap of Apex right now is sitting at 500. Um, there have been talks of increasing it. You're laughing like it's hard. Um, I have over a thousand hours at this point, like a thousand, almost like 1.1K, 1.2K, right? Um, the, the level cap's just a casual 500. Oh yeah, casual 500. 500. <laughs> uh, when you have that many hours, you don't you don't really notice your level that much, um, especially when there's no increased difficulty to increase your level. So I think in like like Warzone <clears throat> and like Halo and stuff, like the the amount of XP it takes to level up uh, increases as you go. With Apex, it stays the same. So if if you hit that that um, integral point you're just going you're going you're going bam you're gonna level up pretty fast especially if you're doing those ba battle pass challenges you're gonna blow through your levels and you're not gonna look back so speaking of that you've been playing a while you've played through a couple of season rotations what what would you say has been your favorite season or anniversary event or event in general what's your absolute favorite if you could go back and only play that specific season which one would it be hmm that's a good question uh, probably season eight, I want to say, even though it hurts a little bit. I think Olympus was out of the, the rotation at that point. Um, 
No, that's not right. Yeah, that would have been Olympus and King's Canyon. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I I wrecked in that season. Like I hit all my 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 personal bests. It was right after season seven when I just started, and I was like plowing through lobbies left and right, left and right. I have like my most recorded wins and damages from then. Um, even though I've been playing for so long, that was where I really like hit my my growth before I hit my kind of plateaus and when you run into way higher skilled people um, when I had like the most fun and could play it all the time. Uh, yeah, it, it was a fun season. There was lots of new uh, LTMs and things. Um, Mad Maggie, who wasn't a character at that point, who wasn't a playable legend um, in terms of lore, she popped up for LTMs, uh, changing the map, um, screwing with the ring, um, making these these flares that would pop up around the map where suddenly an area would be unsafe to go in because it did ring damage, depending on like what ring you're in. Say it was like ring three and all of a sudden a flare opens up in front of you. All of a sudden you're in, you know, in this this pocket of ring and you're taking this damage out of nowhere. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Fuse was introduced. He's a fun, charismatic character with uh, pretty offensive abilities. Um, he was a lot of fun to play in those days, for sure. Now, even more so that he's been kind of buffed up a bit. But yeah, definitely season eight for me. Now for the uh, curveball question that I was teasing you about a little bit earlier. Hmm. Obviously, winter's come and gone. The spring sales have happened. I think by now, most of those are ending, if not ending soon. But summer's coming up. Summer's a, usually a pretty big time for family gatherings or friend gatherings or whatever, and people are always looking for like that next thing to play. So, just from your experience, like what would be some of your like best recommended summer games? Ooh, summer games can be any console or any genre. Any console or genre? Let me let me pull up my Steam real quick. <laughs> I mean, the go-tos for summer, right? You're hanging with the, the boys or, you know, your friends, if you want to be um, not specific about it. Um, your, your smashes, your, your Mario Karts. Like, th those are always um, fun party games. Um, Jackbox games have been uh, really uh, important to me recently just because um, it brings everyone together through their devices and that's not something that you can do a lot of the time. You know, everyone's scrolling through what they want to do. But um, having people interact in that way and not just with like a physical board game, uh, they're pretty cool. I have, I have the uh, Party Pack 4, and that has some of my favorites. Like Fibbage is my all-time favorite Jackbox game. That one is always a hoot to see who can like guess the right trivia answers and who you can fool with your, your wrong ones. Like, it's, it's a blast. It's a blast. <laughs> Um, they're also for family too it's not all just friends or whatever oh yeah oh yeah that's including family in these two that's one you can play with the fam as long as you're you know appropriate with it right <laughs> uh, watching your language around your mother but for sure some of these um, may also be a little more adult too so there's the disclaimer for that yeah that, that's my next one uh phasmophobia i found has been a really fun game um Summer specific, maybe not. Like if you're like around Halloween time, it's a real fun bop. But anytime you just want to hop on and play with your friends, you're trying to uh, figure out what kind of uh, specter is living in this house, doing all these sorts of uh, uh, tests. You put salt down to see if it walks through it, uh, like the talk boxes, seeing if it response to you all these like different tools and diagnostics you can do to figure out what's inside this house haunting uh it's pretty fun especially when you're kind of scared <laughs> we, we've had a blast with that um as far as my single player uh recommendations for summer when it's it's hot and you just need something to do um i'd recommend uh, lego builders journey um that this one's kind of specific to I, I mean even if you're not familiar with uh the Lego system of play. Uh, it's very imaginative and takes this, the story of this father and son and what it means to, to play and what it means uh, that relationship you have with your, your parent. 
Um, it's really inspiring. The art style is beautiful. Um, it's not a very long game, but I can say it's like really impacted me and like brought me back to that, that place of um, that place of wonder. It's brought me back to that place of wonder and excitement about the world I'm in. And I don't have to be, you know, entrenched with, with work and life and that it's, it's all beautiful. That's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. And if you're not looking for something philosophical, I mean, Halo is going to have its season two. Finally, I cannot, I can't express how long the season has been going on. I'm underqualified to talk about all the problems with Halo Infinite and their free-to-play multiplayer systems right now. Um, but we, we do have a fun time with it occasionally with the boys. Like that, don't play it by yourself. Play with the boys. I believe that's also bringing the co-op multiplayer too, but that may have been pushed back again. I haven't been following that as much as I probably should. Uh, that I'm not sure. But I do know the next season is going to bring a lot more content that we've been missing out on. I guess right now it's it's been in its um, kind of like pre-release, which is crazy considering it's been like public for you know many months at this point. But it's like really in its like final stage of like uh, beta development. And now it's ready for like it's 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 zenith. It's season two, or maybe they'll rebrand it season zero. I have no idea, but that'll be one to watch to see if they can fix those problems that we've been complaining about for a couple months now. And of course, if I'm gonna recommend anything for the summer, this newest season coming up, season thirteen, Apex Legends. I know I'm a shill, but man, oh, those mechanics hit really good. <laughs> I mean, I'm. Obviously, those are some pretty big names. Is, have there been like any like lesser talked about games that you've been recently discovering or playing, or is it just? I mean, there's nothing wrong with the big names. Don't get me wrong. But like, is there like a hidden gem of sorts that you've found right recently? Oh, you know, you know what's super obscure that I obscure that I've been playing a lot. A little game called Slay. I don't know how many people know about this. Um, it's one of those uh, strategy games kind of similar to Risk where you're trying to take over the whole board as your color. There's very specific movement and uh, character upgrades that you can make. Uh, it's, it's very simple but very complicated at the same time to uh, try to wrap your head around. But um, it's, it's a really fun strategic game. It's kind of hard to find the original game. Let me direct to website. Uh, there is a version on Steam if you want like the like the modern one, but I think you can still find it. Yeah, if you go to uh, Windows Games, got the Windows. If you go to WindowsGames.co.uk/slay, uh, you're gonna find uh, Sean O'Connor's games, and it's like it's it's like from 2007. Like, it looks super basic and, like, super sketch, but it's just a guy's work, and it's a really cool, uh, simple game that you can just... It's it's a time waster, basically, but it's it's really fun. I, I've enjoyed that a lot. I've been playing that pretty consistently. Is that on Steam, like, exclusively, or is that on other things as well? Like, where can people find that at? No, yeah. If you go... If you search Sean O'Connor's games, it should come up under... Uh, windowsgames.co.uk um, that has like a list of his games and Slay is on there. That's where okay. I got my copy from. Uh, a YouTuber I was watching happened to be playing that game. It was like, oh, I want to play that game. So okay. I followed the steps and that's where I went. That's the version I play. Um, there is a version on Steam Steam for like 10 bucks. Um, I haven't played that one, so I don't know what it feels like. I think it has a lot more like uh, cosmetic options like you can change how things look around but definitely recommend checking it out whatever platform you can find it on well, thanks for taking the time tonight to record this with me it's great to have people on especially to cover things that even i may not know about <laughs> yeah no problem i love talking about games your dual sabers youtube twitch and twitter accounts will be linked in the episode description for anyone that wants to watch him stream apex legends and various other games however he isn't the only guest coming on this episode i would also like to welcome back brandon eshborn 
onto the show once again to cover what to expect in Pokemon Go for May as well as this year's version of their big Go Fest event. So, Pokemon Go has been having a lot of uh, interesting changes and events that are occurring. Interesting can be however you take it. Uh, the first major thing that came around was they finally decided to change Mega Evolution, and I'd argue it's for the better. So now, instead of you have to spend energy for every single Mega Evolution, no matter when you do it, you get one free one every so often, and then if you have to do it again in that cooldown period, you still have to pay the energy from before. Costs I've noticed are reduced for this, by the way. My Mega Pidgeot only requires, I think, either six or eight for repeats now. From what I understand of it, it decreases until it gets back down to the zero for the free. That makes me when I saw 39. Okay, that makes more sense. So like I say, decrease. Sort of like what the home transporter thing is. Yeah. Well, I found out from a couple different experiments. That's a lie. That's neither here nor there. Okay. So anything to add on for that? Um, there is a new one they debuted with the changes too. Oh yeah, Mega Kangaskhan's come is well, actually it's live right now. We're supposed to have a raid day for that tomorrow morning, actually, at the time, at the of, time of recording. Yeah, it's uh, 11 to 2 local time on May 1st, if that dates the timing of this video anyway. It should be noted, according to the blog, that there's five free passes, not remote ones, and supposedly boosted shiny Kangaskhan chances. But we'll see on that when reports start coming in. Yeah, the five free passes, I don't think they're going to mess it up. And the shiny rates, I am... I'm honestly partially expecting them to mess it up. Honestly, I am. I'd love to be proven wrong, of course, but knowing their track record, it's very possible. How long is it? doesn't say in... No, it said in the May blog how long King is for. Till the 3rd. I think it's till May 3rd. Um, let me verify that. Yeah, until May 3rd, and then it switches over to the uh, Lottie Duo, which are also brand new Megas. Both of them are... First legendary Megas in the game, Latios at least will take best dragon, and I believe best psychic as well. Second best psychic, because Shadow Mewtwo exists. Best current Mega psychic. How about that? Again, Mewtwo will destroy it, but Gardevoir will question to do it too. Any hoozy. So the Mega Lotties will also have the raid day on Wednesday night of that week. That would be the fourth, he thinks? Says the fourth? Yeah, it's the fourth. Those will be our raid hour for Wednesday night. So I'll be marching around and having fun with that down here. Should also be noted there is an event starting alongside the debut of these two as well. Yep. Soaring to new heights, although new heights of what? I don't know. So we are going to have, of course, our Megas, Megalotties. Information over whether those moves are strictly better than their other counterparts that we have, Psychic or Future Sight or whatever they have, because I don't remember their movesets offhand. Or is that something we need to look up probably after the fact? I haven't checked to see if they've calculated them with their signature moves or not yet. Um, do we know how much? Well, actually, we don't have everything because we don't know how much energy these take. Yeah, we have the damage and the PvP stats. That's it. Right. Um, do we have anything that's 100 million? Maybe Zap Cannon? Does that look similar to Zap Cannon's stats? I don't know. I'd have to look at what that is. Uh, hold on. I can do some typey types. Moves charged. Zap me, please. Zap me, please. Thank you. No, that's 150, not 100. Okay. Okay. So a little bit more time here. This event will see some spawns, including but not limited to Swablu, Pikachu, oh. Magikarp, Drifloon, Mantine, and Charizard. Okay. So according to this, this says PV Pokey actually has energy stats in it already, but I'm guessing it's from a previous data mine. So please take this with a grain of salt. Saying for PVP, at least it's 60 energy. So it's about equivalent to Future Sight in PVP, although it's five less energy. So it's actually better than Psychic. I have no idea where that belongs in the scheme of this things. This will all change before they come out anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's 30 more power and five more energy. So I'd say it's a strict improvement on both sides. Well, at least for PvP. So that seems to be the only one I take cares about. Speaking of which, what can people expect for the month of May? A lot of stuff. How much of it is important is up to you. We've already discussed the first two events. And of course, we have Theory and Landorus will come out. Best ground attacker in the game. Although the flying type is not the best because they don't seem to think about a lot of things. Um, Mega Kangaskhan, Mega Latios, that pretty much covers us through the 10th. Um, starting on the 10th, we have the introduction of Tapu Fini, which rounds out the, guard, the Alolan Guardian Quartet, finally. 
Um, it's going to be your PVP one. It's the defensive one of the four. They're the reason why people in BGC use it a lot. It's annoying. And alongside that time, which is through the 25th, we have Mega Blastoise and Raids. So if you didn't pick Blastoise for this recent research, it literally just started and is still active now. Or if you just want more energy for it, you have that available. The Water Festival's in with it. So what do you think is going to come with the Water Festival besides a lot of water types? The last time we had a Water Festival event was 2019, and it was the debut of Shiny Magikarp. I thought we had one in 2020. I don't think so. One sec. Again. That had Magikarp, Whalmer, the... the uh, bar, we know Magikarp is already out. That debuted Barboach and Carvana. I remember those. We'll probably get something new, but that's not confirmed, so I'm not going to speculate on that. Gyarados has a Mega, so we'll probably see Wild Gyarados rarely out and about or in research or something. I want to say that was in previous festivals as well. Squirtle will be spawning because of Mega Blastoise. Let's see Whalmer because 400 Candy Evolution. For new Pokemon, I, uh, I actually had this discussion a couple of days ago, like if possibilities of new Shinies and or new Pokemon releases. Um, new Shinies, oh, what did I mention? I mentioned Clauncher and something else. Well. Scrap's not water type, so no. What else did I mention? I know I said Clauncher. It was Gen 5, I think. Frelish? It was Frelish. Thank you. It was Frelish. And then for releases of Pokemon, I mentioned Dupider because the whole Gen 7. What water types are in Gen 7 that we don't have? It's in the code, so it's just a question of are they going to put it in or are they not going to drop anything except for maybe a shiny or two? What other water types are in Gen 7? We have Poplio line already. Wishy-washy. Oh, yeah, that's a thing, too. Forgot about that thing. And the only problem is how they handle the schooling thing. Are they going to do the form changes like they've done Probably. for the Pokemon? I don't see them making that a separate thing. Chukamuku is water type. We were questioning that for Sustainability Week, and it never came up. Um, Let's see. Dude, None of this is confirmed, by the way. We don't have actual details of what some of these events are going to be yet. So It's hard to say. And then the last week of May is basically a recap of the Alola region, which I don't see any introductions going on there. I think it's just going to be a mishmash of all the Alolan spawns we've had. We have all four Tapus coming back in raids. Mega Altaria and Mega Raids for some reason. I could speculate something based on why Altaria is there that week, but I'm not going to get into it because nothing's confirmed yet. Yeah, speculation's best left undone for now. Oh yeah, they finally brought back the the Dino, the Noibat, and Gumi hats we had from the fall. Those uh, long events we had for the month where they had those hats at the end. Oh yeah. Finally brought those things back. Yeah, for people that didn't get those researches. Yep, six months and you have to purchase them. I don't think they're free either. I doubt it. It says available for purchase, so that would tell me immediately that it's it's going to cost something. Oh, yeah, and the Alolan Geodude Community Day. Oh, yeah. You were just Alolan. I don't know. Yeah, no Kanto Geodude for that. I think they have the memory of a goldfish. They seem to have forgot Sandshrew was a thing. That is on May 21st. Yes, that's the third weekend. That's the day after the water festival event ends. We have all the water types to soak every Geodude that gets shoved in gyms because everybody's going to have them and put them in gyms and try and show off. Don't lie, you know it's coming. A breakthrough box seems to be a Lolan Grimer, which does have a boosted shiny rate. So if you're looking for that, good luck. Yeah, I wish you could say the same for a Lolan Marowak that's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, those are boosted, clearly. <laughs> Bit grumpy on that thing. Moving on. So so I think once we're done with May, I think GoFest at the very, very beginning of June, right? Yeah, June 4th and June 5th. And this is going to be where the real bonuses, so to speak, are going to go on. I mean, obviously, GoFest is that annual event that's very, very full of stuff. And it's basically, oh, hey, here you go. Here's a $15 ticket. You get a bunch of stuff. If you don't buy it, you're not going to get basically anything and they've proven that over the past what two three years at this point but um so according to this there is supposedly a free t-shirt i actually have yet to check and see if that's there is that there not yet okay it's probably when the actual event comes live that will be because they they've had the past ones up it's just the ones that they give out at the irl events just in game instead of in person They've already announced the four habitats for this, which the four habitats, first one is City, which is Magnemite, Alolan Grimer, which really begs the question why it's in the breakthrough box right now. 
Hitmonchan, Baltoy, Trash Burmy, Bronzor, Pedov, Trubbish, Gothita, Gallet, Litten. Rare is a new costume Pikachu with a Gracidia flower, obviously as a reference to Landform Shaman and Galarian Weezing. So we have a good dust idea or a dust spawn in Trubbish. Always happy to see the little guy, even though nobody likes him for some reason. Bronzor would make people rage in Little Cup. Trubbish okay. gives 750 Stardust per catch. That's the, for those that don't know or don't play, that's the significance of Trubbish being a Dustmon. Gullet, I want to see that thing shiny sometime soon. Like that little guy. Galarian Weezing, I think it's actually the first time it's been available pretty much since its shiny release. And that's been, what, like six months ago? It, Galarian it was Weezing around for about a when they dropped all the other Galarian ones. Yeah, you know, it was about like a week or so. It was only it was in the raids. It was a, it was supposedly boosted odds. I only know like one person that got it. Everything and then, in the city habitat except for Litten, Golad, and Gathita can be shiny at the time of recording this. So right, um, there are a possibility of events. Although we have all the events for May. Yeah, but we don't, don't know what's going to be in them yet. All right, I'll give you that. Moving forward, um, second one is Plains, which is Giraffe Rig. If you didn't get it in tour for the ninety-five percent loss that didn't. Dunsparce, Larvitar, Null, Trapinch, Weasel, Attrat, Drillbur, Shelmet, which is a brand new shiny for this event, Rufflet, Litleo, and then Rare Spawns is that costume Pikachu again, and Axu, which is also going to be a brand new shiny for the event. Numo will be a new shiny too. Oh, yeah, I skipped that, my bad. And also, this is probably going to be, for a lot of people, the first Axu they get. I know I'm on that list because I've been looking for three years, and I still don't. But, I mean, you've got well, Larvitar for raids, as always, and several rare things in here that don't pop up too terribly off. I mean, Litleo's fairly new, Giraffrig's fairly new, Rufflet's artificially rare. Um, Weasel's rare. Weasel's if rare. If you're not in a water biome. True, yeah. I actually have one of those somehow. Shelmet's a brand new. Yeah, I got that, because Numble, Shelmet, Axu are all new. So if you're looking for new shinies, it looks like Plains is going to be the one, because I think out of the five we got our brand new, three are in this particular hour. Although with Axu, as we'll cover later on, there are some specific spawning conditions for it. Mm, yeah, that's true. So third on the list is Rainforest. We have Mudkip, Seedot, Shroomish, Slackoth, Turtwig, Chimchart, Venipede, Carablast, which is a brand new shiny. Binacle, Skrelt, Rowlet, and then rare is Kashin Pikachu and Pancham. Shroomish is another one of those dust Pokemon that's 500 dust each, so not quite as good as our lovely little trash bag, but still good. And a brand um, new shiny to hunt for as well, so right. even more reason to catch Shroomish. Can't wait to see one of us rage at getting a shiny sloth again. It's gonna happen, I can guarantee it. Um, Mudkip for XLs is always great. Binacle is actually pretty rare, so I'm okay with that, too. I just got my Barbarical recently, and that's because I have rare candy sitting around. I only needed eight more, so I had over 40. There's a couple rare things in Rainforest, but the ones to truly go for are Mudkip, Shroomish for Dust and New Shiny, and Carablast for New Shiny. Oh, yeah, Shroomish is new, too. Boy, I really cannot think or count at all today, can I? Ah, the joys of being frazzled some days. And then the fourth one we have, which is Tundra Hour, Ammonite, Swinub, Medi Wingall, Meditite, Whalmer, Sfeel, Piplup, Vanillite, Cubchoo, Bergmite, and Poplio. Rare is Cosmic Pikachu again, and Galarian Darumaka. I don't think there's anything new in here, at least not at the time it's recording this thing. And no, no new shinies in Tundra. Quite honest, I mean, aside from Galarian Darumaka and maybe Ammonite and Cubchoo, none of these are really rare either, because uh, Swinub, we just had Johto Tour. Spiel, we just had a CD. Piplup had a CD a couple years ago. Swinub also had a CD. Wingo is actually fairly rare. I still have not found one of these for myself. Wingo is spawning during the Latios Latios event, so. Yeah, but that's the first time they've spawned in God knows how long. Um, Ammonite's a rare fossil. Which I actually have one of those somehow. Amoswine is one of the best ice types in the game. Mm -hmm. Avalog is decent budget ice if you don't have it. If the Therian Lander stuff is to be of any indication. Meditite, Sfeel, Bergmite, and Piplup, and Wingo are decent in PvP as evolved forms. So if you're looking for those mm -hmm. in PvP, 
try to get a couple decent ones. Yeah, I was going to say, Pelipper's fun. Uh, Metacham has taught Meta for Great League. Walrein, of course, has been dominant and borderline oppressive in pretty much everything nowadays with the CD moves. Um, Napoleon's decent, as is Printplop. And then Avalog has used, I believe, in Master. And Darmaka's third best ice. For Avalog? Um, no, Galarian Darumaka. In terms of DPS, it's number one. If you combine DPS and TDO, I believe Mammo still beats it, but it's okay. still... It's so Mammo Swine and Darumaka. Get as many candies for those as you can. Okay, so we have that information. Raids, we only have information for Tier 1s, which is the new costume Pikachu and Axu, which... If the Pikachu is going to be spawning literally every single hour, why are you playing that Raids? Axu I can get, but at the same time, I don't know. We're guaranteed to have Shaman as a research thing. We've had that pretty much every single year, because yeah. last year we had Malawada. The year before was Victini. Yeah, so I was say two years ago we had Victini. Um, Rachi had... was the 2018 one. Yeah, and we got it for ourselves, for everybody later on. So there are difficulty levels and focuses we had focuses in tour at the end after you went through all of the random trainer people but you have relaxed standard and master i don't really know um what those are going to entail if they basically connect catch rates and stuff to that i'm going to be really annoyed because you personally know how bad my catch luck is in this game. And then there's catch, explore, and battle. Catch and battle were the two things we had in tour, and I expect them to work fairly similarly for this, if this is to be believed. The question is, what's the explore one going to be? I'm guessing, because I saw a thing online, catch and battle will be just like tour, where if you choose battle, you'll get NPCs on all the stops. And catch will remove those. But the stuff I saw online, which this is not confirmed, by the way, it said that explore was going to be like your walk X kilometer, hatch your hatch X eggs. So in other words, walk like around, the more get moving kind of stuff. I want to get moving. I'll go to a treadmill. Thank you. Uh, anyway, so we have all that. There is going to be collection challenges for each hour. I think that's pretty much commonplace now. There is going to be collaborative challenges around the globe for each hour that gives us special bonuses. Again, I believe that was also a thing, at least last year. I think it's been last two. And then we have the introduction of Unknown B for the first, well, Shiny Unknown B for the first time in this event, which I really, really hope they don't make it flaws like they did with Johto Tour. Please. That was such a pain. Um, for city, for incense attractions, we have Galarian Weezing, Clink, which I believe is the first time we've ever had Wild Clink. Yeah. And then Unown BGOU. B is the only new shiny, and those four will be for all four habitats, so as to not repeat myself. Planes will be our four unknowns, plus Torkoal, which is the first time i believe we've globally had torpol as well i know it was in a safari zone a couple of years ago but beyond that it's basically not accessible and then axu um similar will be for rainforest because tropius is in there now i know tropius has actually got a pretty decent amount of use in great league as well it's yeah. actually really disgusting if you have one although those last words if you have one is the important part and then also pancham and then tundra we get galarian mr mime and Darumaka, and then of course our unknowns. So yeah, that's that's fun. And then day two, I believe, from what we've gathered out of it, it sounds like it's going to be something rocket focused. So we have the challenges will come back. There's supposed to be a new T5. There's speculations abound. Um, the main two we have heard at least is Zygarde, which the people believe has been spotted in the main promo picture. And then because UB translates to Ultra Beast, there's questions of Nihilego coming as well, which that'll be interesting considering there's been a lot of connections to Aether Paradise, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, every spawn will be across the whole time, although I believe the shiny rates will not be boosted like this for the first day. I'm expecting the shiny rates to be what kind of like what last year was, like they're way better on Saturday, but like one in like 200 or whatever they were. For Sunday. 
Yeah, I was going to say they were the, still boosted, but it wasn't as boosted as Saturday was. Saturday was something like what, one in 80, one in a hundred like yeah. around there. I mean, last go fests. I mean, I hope I don't have a repeat of let's get six Wismers. Still cannot believe I managed to get six Wismers. That was ridiculous. That'd be like walking up to this event and be like, oh, hey, here's all these brand new shinies. Here's five shiny shelmets for you that nobody's going to want aside from shiny decks. Have fun. Although, in all fairness, though, um, another one for PvP, speaking of those, Escavalier is good. And I forget that. I have one. I was going to say, I have a lucky one that I've used, or at least tried to use in Ultra League, but it's not it's the proper really good stats. in Ultra League. So I could use a better one, and I know it's... Oh, when you face a fire type, it pretty much walls everything. Well, it does get droll on if they don't expect that, but that's about it. Doesn't help against the Charizard or a Talonflame. That's why you look directly to its right and see the binacle that destroys everything. So, um, did I miss anything? Any thoughts on this from you? It does say on here that on Sunday the 5th, you'll get double components for beating Grunts, because you normally only get one. You get two instead, which also means... In that there will be snapshots on both days. We do not know at this time what that snapshot encounter is. Were there snapshots last year? Because I remember 2020 we had Rotom, which is the only time we've had that available. Yeah, last year was the whatever Pikachu you chose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 2020 we had Wash Rotom, which we've never had that back since then. And then if you buy the $15 ticket on Sunday... Wait, wait. Oh no, on both days, my bad. There, for ticket holders, there will be snapshots, stickers for those who care about those, and nine free passes that you can use in in-person raids on both days of the event. And then on August 27th, there will be a finale event too. Yeah, that's going to be, uh, be fun. I don't know what that's supposed to be. We don't have any information. And then, of course, they have a giant box on how to buy the thing, and that's really, really it. Oh, there is also some unique in-person events that they mentioned. They have Berlin, so German folks will have it July 1st or July 3rd. Seattle and Washington, the United States, from the 22nd to 24th of July. And then in Sapporo, Japan, from August 5th through 7th. I have no idea what these entail. I'm nowhere close to any of them. Who cares? And you do not need to go to those in-person events to play. Everything that we've covered that's happening on the 4th, 5th, and 27th is global for everybody. Right. And if I may be completely honest, I mean, I visited Seattle at least. So I I have a feeling I know where that's going to take place because they have the city center where the Space Needle is and everything and the Chihuly Museum. I'm going to guess it's probably there. I didn't look at where any of the park locations were. Does it actually? I don't think it actually says. And then this finale thing, if you purchase the main ticket, it looks like you get the the extra thing and no extra charge. If you do just the finale one, it's an $11 ticket, which that's kind of ridiculous for just the finale one, but that's also just me. Yeah, the $15 ticket gets you Saturday and Sunday, the 4th and 5th of June, and the 27th finale event. See, it might as the well other get ticket is just the finale event. You might as well get the whole thing then. Which that ticket is in the store. It was in, taken down, and it's back up and running and has been for a few days now. And just like every other purchasable thing in this game, the GoFest ticket is non-refundable. And honestly, it's $15 for us here in the U.S. If you're in some other country, it may differ. So, But it's $15 and $11 U.S. But obviously, we only have the U.S. Uh, we live in the U.S. and we only have U.S. Uh, prices on here. I'm sh- I've heard there's been a lot of predicaments with some other countries with that, but of course, I'm not as familiar with that, and I'm certainly not going to say I know about that. Anyway, any other thoughts for this? That's pretty much everything they've announced at the time of recording this. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be more drips throughout the month of May, like, Oh, hey, here's this extra stuff. Here's this random little item that we're going to throw in there. Just give you that little bit more excitement. Here's a free sugar cookie. Yeah, a lot to unpack in in this app for the coming summer. Well, at least May and the beginning of June. Beyond there, we don't know anything, really. Both of us did play the GoFest last year, so like we... We can say that generally the Go Fests are usually worth the $15. And the year before. So we have experience coming in saying like, Go Fest are usually worth it 
the uh, the smaller events that are coming up, those are kind of just waiting to see what happens with them because they're those are all free. The only paid event that we've covered here is just the Go Fest. Everything else is free. Free to participate. Yeah, there you go. All right. I think that's all we really have on information for this at the moment. Of course, thoughts and other ideas are always encouraged because hey, you never know, maybe somebody see things differently and you always should hear about other people's opinions. We know what happens when that doesn't occur. We'll not expand on that. Yeah, if any of this stuff is interested to you, it's all on PokemonGoLive.com, so feel free to go check that out for yourself. And uh, Thanks for coming on to kind of go over some of this stuff. No problem. Thank you for having me. A massive thank you to both Sergio Saber and Brandon Eschborn for coming back onto the show once again. With their interviews being done, you may be wondering what's in store for the future of the podcast, which brings us into our next section. I will be graduating from college following the release of this episode, and will be continuing on into graduate school. My goal is to hopefully be able to continue the podcast into Season 4, however, my schedule may be too busy. If there is a Season 4, it will be uploaded to as many places as possible, but if this is the end, then I hope everyone has enjoyed listening to the show. My YouTube and my Twitter account will both be linked in the description, and they are the best places to follow for updates on the podcast. I will be making any announcements on both of those platforms, and speaking of my YouTube channel, when this episode is posted, I want anyone listening to go onto the video and leave comments for games or topics you would like to potentially see covered in future episodes. They can consist of PC, mobile, switch, any other console like the Xbox or the PlayStation or the Steam Deck, etc., but they are also not limited to those. If you want to see it potentially covered in a future episode, then leave a comment on the YouTube version of this episode. And just for extra convenience, I will be trying to make the YouTube version of this episode uploaded around the same time that this goes live everywhere else. Now once again, I want to thank Sir Dual Saber and Brandon Eshborn for coming onto the season and helping me conclude what's been a great adventure. I also want to thank every one of you for listening to all these episodes from the start of Season 1 until now. This podcast has been a blast to create and it truly means a lot to me that you guys choose to listen in your busy days. I hope everyone has enjoyed the episodes and has potentially discovered a new game or two from listening. Like I said earlier, subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow my Twitter, which will both be in the description below, so that you are up to date on the latest regarding Season 4 and any other major updates regarding the podcast. Make sure you're following both as well, as there may be things I post to one, but not the other, and vice versa. Thank you everyone for coming on the journey through each season of the show with me. My name is Cade McChesney, or Duke1782, depending on where you are listening from. Have a great summer. There's a lot of exciting things coming in the world of gaming. And for the last time this season, goodbye, and as always, happy gaming. <laughs>